Hi, thank you for joining me on my podcast, No Agenda, No Apologies. This is Lisa Marie Costabile. Some of you may know me as Kota in the spiritual world. I'd like to welcome my next guest, an old Italian friend from New York City. We used to kind of kick around the city in the theater and the New York scene back in the day, my friend Anthony Robert Grasso. Anthony is a multi-talented artist wearing many hats from acting, directing, teaching, and photography. It wasn't long before Anthony's talents were noted winning awards as both an actor and director, with his films premiering at 50 festivals around the world, including Sundance Film Festival. Anthony has appeared in many films and reoccurring or guest starring on TV shows such as FBI, Marvel's Jessica Jones, Gotham, The Sinner, Blue Bloods, Person of Interest, Law and Order, just to name a few. I'd like to welcome my friend Anthony Robert Grasso to the show. Hey, Anthony. How are you, Lisa? How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Long time. I know. I knew I could count on my Italian New Yorker friend. (laughs) And fellow Gemini. I know. And fellow Gemini. Happy birthday. Yeah, you too. Isn't your birthday the 29th? Yes. The day after mine. Yeah. See, I remember that. That's so weird. You (laughs) remember. You remember. We always. so crazy. I remember. I know. I I was seriously going. I just was. We weren't going to do a show this week um, because we're going to go away and blah, blah, blah. And and then I saw you. I'm like, you know, that would be really fun to have Anthony on. He's fun and he's just great to listen to and everything. You You know. No, this is so great. I mean, aside from the work, you know, in the last 10 years, it's just been. You know, it's been nice to keep up with you on Facebook. I know, at least, right? It's and your been... daughter's getting so grown. Mine's a teenager, if you can believe it. I can't believe that. Wow. That's, I know, that's it, really... It, and she's following in your footsteps as an actor, is that right? Sort of, sort of. I mean, she loves theater. She loves being involved in that community, which is awesome. Right. But I don't think she's necessarily, you know, thinking actor. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Well, that's... I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> Well, you know, she's so young and she's in her teens. Maybe she'll do the smart thing and go to college, go to a university. Well, she's definitely got to go to college. She's interested in, in right now, believe it or not, law, which is fine by me. That's great. You know, um, I think that would be great. And, and and like I tell her, I think being in the arts, you know, is going to help um, anyway, you know, mm-hmm. whatever she decides to do, because it gives her a, a voice and confidence. So. Mm-hmm. That part I love, you know what I mean? Right. That that I love. Right. Um, but you know, but if she was to tell me between you and I, or like your daughter, for example, would say, "Dad, I want to go into this business." Of course, I would support her. I had the best parents ever. You know, I was in my late uh, teen, um, just about twenty. Right. I was nineteen when I first took my first acting class, and I was in college to become an art director. Wow. Oddly enough. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I was yeah, I went to school of visual arts. Mm-hmm. And so I then started minoring in theater. And by the time I graduated, which was uh in eighty something, I don't want to give out my age. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um it was eighty seven when yeah. I graduated. Mm-hmm. And uh I said to my dad, Look, you know, as much as I'm a I'm a good artist and I love this because I've always loved art since I'm a baby, mm-hmm. I said, uh, I don't think this is what I want to do. I think I want to pursue this acting. Uh, a lot of people are giving me good feedback and I'm getting a lot of, you know, you know, uh, not, not offers, but more like, uh, where I was studying, the lady took a liking to me and she allowed me to be a work study for free. 
because she wow. really saw some promise. Yeah, she saw a promise, and I was like, I don't know. And then she says, listen to me, you're an actor. <laughs> and where was this, School of Visual Arts? Well, School of Visual Arts is in Manhattan. It's on right. 23rd yep. and 2nd Avenue. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I went to school okay. uh, for my first classes was um, uh, the Corner Loft Studio, which was with Kevin O'Connor and all these great teachers there. Robert Patrick, this writer, um, Mary Hartman lady. Uh, what was her name? Uh, I can't think of her name. The actress who played Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Mm-hmm. She was teaching there. Uh, Louise Lasser. Mm. She was teaching there. It was a beautiful space. We did showcases and agents actually came back then. And you know, <laughs> you, I uh, love how you say it. Agents usually came back then. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, they would actually look forward to it because it uh-huh. wasn't something that was happening all the time. And, you know, uh, I mean, look, the pay to plays are great. I, you know, I ran a business with you when, when you were there, you know, mm-hmm. and it was wonderful to see, uh, you know, everyone probably getting work through that. But when you did this years and years ago, I'm talking 28 years ago, they mm-hmm. didn't have to be paid to come. And it was awesome. You know, it was like one of those nights where it would just be really special. But yeah, and I found the Corner Loft Studio, believe it or not. I was in Italy, of all places. What were you doing in Italy? Just visiting or? Yeah, I was in Italy. Uh, well, I went there with my school in 85. I was just turning 20. Okay. And I was there with like six other mates and my teacher, he was my illustration teacher and my, and he brought his, I think his friend or his girlfriend, I, I don't really know what their relationship was, but she was a famous soap actor. Okay. And in turn, she brought one of her friends. So th- there we are hanging out with these like 40 something year olds, you know. And one day she just looked over at me. Her girlfriend said, why aren't you an actor? And I thought, well, you know, I did dabble in it when in high school, but um, I just didn't really know what to do. And I'm a really good artist. So that's why I'm here. She says, well, I think you'd be, you got the personality for it. So I started laughing. I was like, well, maybe. So with that, uh, uh, the soap star, Elizabeth Hubbard, she said to me, here's what you're going to do. And she gave me a couple of names. Love and she that. said, first she, yeah, she said, first, you're going to take care of your accent because <laughs> <laughs> I was from Brooklyn. So she made fun of me a little bit, uh, was you know, it, was I mean, it thicker. It was really thick Brooklyn. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, if you think I have one now, which I don't really think I, you know, not really. My, nah, my friends actually laugh. You know, they go, it sounds like you moved to California or something. Yeah. Uh, no, if you hear my brothers, you would, you would definitely go, oh, okay. You know, it's just a little bit more down here and, uh, and I love it. I mean, I get to play a lot of those roles when I was younger, mm-hmm. so it served me well. Anyway, so I went and I took care of this accent. I remember going to this accent reduction, you know, uh, <laughs> and I would, and I would come home and my brothers would make fun of me and, you know, like I'd say past the salt and they would be like, it's past the salt, you know? Yeah. And we would laugh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and my dad said, leave him alone. He's, he's doing great. So with that, uh, that teacher led me to the Cornwall studio and wow. I studied with Robert Bailey and then Kevin O'Connor. Kevin O'Connor was hot shit back in the day. He's no longer with us. No, I do sadly. remember him. He's, yeah. he, um, his technique was Meisner. Was mm-hmm. he, was he from the playhouse? Cause I know he you... was from the playhouse. Yep. And so after the, that studio, you went to the playhouse. Well, I studied with people from the Playhouse. I had okay. uh, Lise Roker and a few other uh, student, uh, teachers that were out of there. Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't afford it at the time. Mm-hmm. So what I ended up doing was I took different classes to create my own conservatory. 
So wow. I basically did the whole Meisner program on my on my dime on my time rather than doing it in a school. Because when you go to the neighborhood playhouse, you can't audition. Oh, I know. That's what it was like when I was at um, Maggie Flanagan, Bill Esper Studios. Oh, yeah. Maggie wouldn't dare let you. No, 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 no. no. Now, and, and Esper, same thing. Well, she's from Esper. Maggie was teaching at his studio and then opened up her own. Right. And then from there, I went to the actor's studio and I studied there uh, for a few years under like Ellen Burstyn, Frank Corsaro, Lee Grant, uh, Arthur Penn, all these great people. Oh, wow. Al Pacino. Yeah, I had Al Pacino. We had, we had uh, Chris oh Walken. I mean, it was, a, it was an insane uh, Harvey Keitel would pop in. It was awesome. It was absolutely Wow. Well, so when I knew you at Breakthrough, right? Or see, mm-hmm. I was, let me explain. I was um, working for an entertainment company called Naomi's World of Entertainment. Um, right. And you were with Breakthrough. I remember that. Um, Naomi actually is a manager at, um, oh my gosh, I just lost the, oh my, Bohemia. Naomi's a manager now at Bohemia Group. Did you know that? I did not know yes. that. Yes, wow. yes. She's, she's so Yeah, she good. had a guy that worked for her as a clown. You remember him? <laughs> he I, was my, my daughter's first year, her first birthday. We hired him to be a clown. Oh my goodness. No, I remember him very well. That's a whole I don't other, know his name. That's a whole other side story. I won't even say his name, but mm. I actually, we had a lot of fun. We, we were in the same office building or the same, the floor. Oh my gosh. You and Ty were hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. We shared the same floor and then it, we went upstairs to the 11th floor and then we didn't have you. But in the first two years, I think you were there with us. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, that's so crazy. And now we're like married with kids and interesting uh the last 17 years you know just amazing how old your daughter nine she's eight and a half <laughs> yeah she's gonna be nine wow can you believe she that a baby i nah, know that's crazy i know and she's in the biz too i know well you know what it is too my daughter's you know been to so many plays uh at her age i don't think i've been to more than two plays if i was lucky my daughter's been, no lie, over 45 to 50 Broadway shows. I mean, since she's a kid, we've been taking her. Oh, my so goodness. So I think that I think that starts it, you know, that they're exposed to it. And she likes musicals. And, she, you know, she's she's a good singer, but she's probably a better actor, um, being that she just has this intuitive kind of quality. I tell you, she definitely has it. I did a film with her. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, what was the film? The- yeah, it's called The Long Commute. Right. You I co-wrote it? it. Okay. No, no, no. I, I didn't direct that one, oh, but okay. I co-wrote, acted, and then I co-produced. I couldn't do it all. That's too much. And I called on a very dear friend who is Miguel Garzon Martinez, and I said, look, we, we had met at a film festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was uh, directing a friend of mine's play uh, film, and that, that was oh. there. And with that... We, we kind of roommate it and we just clicked, you know, and I saw this guy really has my sensibilities. Let me let me talk to him about this film idea I had. And he said, let me write it. He started writing it. And then I started getting into the writing part with him. And he said, let's just do this together. And I says, OK, I've never done that before. So I'm always up to something, you know, oh, challenging. That's great. So and then I knew I wanted this guy, Godfrey, who was uh, a dear friend of mine. He still is uh, he's a dear friend. He, Came like a second father to me. Mm-hmm. And then I said, I want to get my daughter in on this because uh, she would be furious, you know, if, if I guess someone else. Right. And she's actually was wonderful. She had an English accent. She was adorable. And I caught the last 
year of a pubescent look. I mean, she's like a little cherub in this, you know? And now she's like all lanky and teenage like. Oh no. (laughs) It's like it's like a different person. It's like a different person. Yeah. Oh no. So I'm really proud of that that I got to keep that forever, Mm -hmm. you know? I caught that little innocence. That's awesome. Yeah. So you've done a lot of body of work from, you know, obviously acting and um, writing and directing. Yeah, a few directing. Yeah. Teaching. Yeah, I directed like four or five films in the last two years. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Now, where do you find your... Well, teaching I've always done. I think you met me when I was a teacher. Hmm? Right. I, you know, it's interesting. Um, we were just laughing so much at that. I, I mean, at least I got work done. I don't know what you were doing, but no, <laughs> it was so funny. But um, no, I did not know you were teaching. I thought it was more. Yeah, of a, yeah, um, I was teaching then. No, no, I, I always had classes even then. I started teaching uh, 22 years ago. Oh, wow. That's in 90, great. In 99, 21 years. Okay. Ago. And I had two classes going uh, at Breakthrough. Great. While I also ran those workshops. Uh huh. Now, what is your, where is your passion your most? Are you just like everything? Depends on the mood you're in. You know, it's funny. Um, I was recently interviewed about, you know, do you prefer directing? Do you prefer acting? I said, look, here's how I think of it. I, I'm an artist, I'm an actor who directs. And because of teaching, I think that's given mm-hmm. me a wonderful way to kind of get in on the directing side because I'm an actor's director. More than which I would is, say a filmmaker. Which is awesome. You know? Most actors love it. Yeah. That. So there are filmmakers who went to school for it. And I love that. I wish I had more of that under me. Mm-hmm. But you hire really great DPs and you get all the technical people and they can make your vision come alive. My job is to make sure the acting is 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 working. Mm-hmm. That's great. And uh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and getting the actor to really shine. That's what I, I think I do well. Right. Whereas, you know, there are great people who can shoot a film and it's just so stunning. You know what I mean? So right. I'm, 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 I'm aiming towards that, but I'm definitely an actor who directs. And as far as teaching versus uh, acting, it's the same to me. Absolutely the same because I get such joy out of it. So what are you doing with the whole lockdown? I mean, you're in the city. Do you still have a, your office in the city or? Well, no, I have a different space now. I rent from another studio, another acting studio, and I rent a room. At in, the, a beautiful in the city? Studio there. In, in the, the city on 54th. Oh. oh, nice. And Hell's Kitchen, where I oh. used to live. So, so funny. It's very, like, you know, full circle coming back. Oh, I, I lived in Hell's Kitchen, yeah. too. Yeah. I lived on 45th mm-hmm. and 9th for almost 14 years. Oh. Um, but now, because of the lockdown, the whole quarantine, um, right. that's closed down for right now. Right. And I've been Zooming my classes. And yeah. I got to tell you, it's working. Right. Now, it's interesting because... <laughs> My daughter's agent, we were talking about how do we do this? And I would love to have her in a class, but is it, you know, an improv class or a scene class? How do you do it? Like, how is that effective? Well, this is what I figured. Um, Mine is mainly audition technique. Mm -hmm. So you're dealing with you being read to from a reader. Right. And how you engage the reader, how you interpret the material, how you bring yourself and how you um, use the, uh, the camera as if it's a camera. So it's taking care of yourself technically and also crafting a scene. Mm-hmm. Right. So what, what's good about this is that now with what's going on with COVID-19, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm going to say for the next six to eight months, auditions are going to be online. Right. And right. they're going to be oh, yeah. self-tapes. So this is very... Um, paralleled to what they're going to be doing. So it kind of really works perfectly. 
to be quite frank. You know? It really does. That's good to hear. So I'm really proud of that because at first I was like, oh, what am I going to do? You know, now mm-hmm. my photography business, I also do a little headshot side because, you know, that's my artist side of me that I like to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do about four a week. Uh, I was averaging like 20 a month, which is a lot for somebody who teaches six classes a week. I have over 90 students. Mm-hmm. And for somebody who has an active acting career in directing. So it was like, oh, you know, so mm-hmm. for funny enough, I, I haven't shot a thing in, in two months. Wow. And and it's actually been really nice. I got to redo my website. I got to kind of clean out my IMBD and just like doing all the back end work, if you will. I I have an electronic press kit that, you know, I'm really happy about. So if an agent needs to pitch me, she could just click on that and send it to me. That's them. great. It's I good. did I did yeah. see your um your website. It's fabulous and your IMDB. You oh, know what thank I, you. You know what I did? So I was kind of thinking, oh, what am I gonna ask Anthony? It's been so long. And then I went mm. to the IMDB and I clicked on, um, like, what is it, community or um, connections, like how we connect. It, mm-hmm. it is the weirdest thing, I have to say, because I lived in New York for over 15 years. We both, Italian, American, in the theater, I am shocked that we've not worked together. But we are connected. One of the shows, we're connected through um, Rescue Me. I don't know how. You must have worked oh. with someone because I had um, a s- very small reoccurring role on that, um, and I was and we were connected through that. <laughs> oh, that's interesting because I didn't book on that show. No, it was someone you know when you connect like the Kevin Bacon game. You oh, is it like the Facebook? You mean like how we have the same people in common? That yeah, kind of it's like I worked with so and so on Rescue Me, and you worked gotcha. with that person on, and it kept coming up. As uh, oh, rescue me, I got you. there were like ten things on rescue me that we we're like kind of connected with, because I was gotcha. I I was like I can't believe I've not well technically we worked side by side but not as actors or like I wasn't working on your crew or which I was surprised, you know right 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 but um now what were your favorite parts even including all the theater you've done in TV what were um, your, some of your well memorable parts yeah uh, I mean as far as TV goes. Definitely, I would say that Jessica Jones was because uh, it wasn't necessarily an Italian. It wasn't like really pushing that card. You know, I was named Ian. I could have been anybody. So I love that. And he was kind of fast talking and sort of like a, a Jeremy Piven kind of character from mm. Entourage, just kind of fast talking. He was the station manager to the girl there, Trish, who was mm-hmm. played by the pretty blonde. And um, so that was fun. That was one of my favorites in terms of like running a scene. Like I had this one scene. I remember that, that I felt like a player, you know, like right. I really felt like I was part of it. That's so I would great. say that was definitely one FBI was another recently. Uh, the center I just shot was another, that was really like a blast. But mm-hmm. as far as my indie work, I would probably say kill Al where I play this CEO who's kind of a uh, hot shot. He gets burned really bad. And he has an alcoholic issue, and then I kind of cross a line, if you will. I use my power. Wow. And it okay. turns into sort of a Me Too kind of film. Oh. And it's really, it was very challenging. And I've won a lot of awards playing that role. And uh, it was one of those scary fuckers, you know? <laughs> I was like, okay. Whoa, this is hard, you know? Um, but I had to go there, you know? I had to go there. Right. And then another good one, I would say, uh, as, as as difficult as it was, 
was probably extradition, which was I played a Russian uh, hacker who kind of gets swindled, if you will, based on his own. Yeah, and it's interesting because I directed it, and at first I wasn't going to be in it, and then this actor they had couldn't do it. So I had to learn how to do a Russian accent within like 48 hours. Wow. So that was kind of stressful. And then we had to shoot this in one day. It was a short, kind of a pilot, more or less. Mm-hmm. But it's won awards. I've won a Best Director for it. I mean, it's been really a nice ride. What is know? the name of it? It's called Extradition. Oh, okay. I'll have to check yeah, it out. Yeah, so it's this Russian guy sort of on the on the lam. Uh, and he gets pulled in to help the USA to, you know, and, and there's a, there's a little, uh, motivation from the Senator who actually wants him to help her win. So basically it's like having the Russians help you. Oh, wow. Sort of, you know, yeah. Sort of what was present in, in, in our current events. And then my character's like, what happens if I don't want to do that? She goes, well, you, you know, we'll just extradite you back. And, you know, I'll probably go to jail. So, oh, so I'll wow. be blackmailed. So it's kind of cool. Man. It, was, it, was, it was, And he's very suave. And it was just fun to play that. Right. I get to, like, get all, all you know, sexy with this girl. And I was just laughing because I'm like, you know, I'm in my 50s now. So, so that was fun. That was fun. That's so not my character. <laughs> you yeah. know what's interesting is all these parts that um, there's not a lot of comedy here. There's probably none, right? Am I right? Most of the stuff. Oh, no, got. I have comedy. Which one um, is comedy? There is, well, there is more drama. I'm not going to lie, but there right. is comedy. There's one that I did, Swipe Right. It's a romantic comedy. So that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And that won a lot of awards, a lot of awards. Uh, it's about the dating site, and my character ends up becoming the love interest. And But there's this scene where we're trying to get it on, and it is probably one of the funniest pre sex scenes you would ever ever watch <laughs> it's so awkward we can't get our clothes off i get scissors i mean it's hysterical <laughs> you know i mean that that's played in over 40 festivals and every time that scene comes up i i, I i'm kind of like hiding you know but uh-huh. it's so funny it's it's because it's real you know right it's not sexy it's nothing sexy about it right so it's just funny and we just uh enjoy that and that and then i did another one called wink Okay. Which was uh, John Gallagher. He's a wonderful director. Mm-hmm. Probably knew know of his name. He um, he hired me directly to do this role. It's kind of a John Patrick Shanley kind of role, mm. where you know there it's love and family and it's very Italian and it's just wonderful. I had a blast doing that. And then I did what was the other? Uh, Less Heat in Arizona was a sort of a pseudo comedy. Wow. Um, where where I play this bumbling kind of Walter White character who's very shy mm-hmm. and he gets caught up in crime. And then I, and then I turn into this kind of crazy <laughs> gun wielder. And it, it was just a blast to, to have that flip, you know? Right. So right. that's, but yeah, so now there's comedy in there and I, I love comedy personally. I think you're so funny, but I'm, I'm assuming yeah, that but, casting directors would see you and look at your headshot and think, you know, well, I don't see him bringing him in for so much comedy, or maybe there's not a lot as much comedy shot in. No, New there York, isn't. You know, that's one thing. Yeah, and and you're right though. Based on type, I I think television is a little bit more specific. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if I was maybe bolder or had more weight on me, whereas more charactery, I think then that would lend easily. Right. But that's why I do this whole indie circuit because it gives me the practice right right 
and the platform to, you know, to execute those kind of roles. Uh, in TV, I play a lot of CEO assholes. That's, that's my, that's my, <laughs> that's my thing. I don't that's know why. That's your wheelhouse. Just, mm-hmm. That's my thing. You know, the, I don't know why. But you and, know, and then I actually tell my kids this. I tell them a lot of my students, and they're not kids. A lot of my students are older. I do know partly why that registers. I'm the fourth child of a very large family of six. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very scrappy. You know, I've been, you know, my brothers used to knock me down. I get up and they'd be like, just stay down, you know, and mm-hmm. I just have that thing in me. And then as I got older, um, I've always had a voice. I've always had a very strong voice. Like I never would cower down to anything, no matter what authority it was. It's just one of my bad things that wouldn't serve me in certain times, but other times it would. So. Right. Especially when I did Meisner, that really screwed me up because oh. I lost a lot of jobs because you get so clear on what people are actually doing and you, and you call them out on it. And then, of course, I've been an entrepreneur for 20-something years. Right. So I've tried working for people. It doesn't fly. Well, at least you know yourself, which is important. Right. So I think that kind of leadership, that kind of guy that would would have that kind of directness. I think that's what led to me finding these roles that suit me, you know, mm-hmm. that, that come, that come easier. To which me, is fine, say. which is fine. Yeah. I mean, Hey, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people shy away from, including me back in the day, I shied away from, I don't want to be the Italian American. I don't. And I was lucky enough to have a great conversation with Ray Romano's manager at the time. And I Mm. wish I remembered his name. And his thing was, is that he said, Ray has made a living off of being typecast. Now, when you look at him, maybe way back then he was, he was on Raymond. Yeah. Oh, he's great. And he, um, he's doing great things now. Yeah. And he was right. So he was telling me that he said, you can't just, just get in the door, forget about the typecast. And a lot of young right. actors do that. They they don't want to be typecast. But well, he, you know, he was very encouraging and said, "No, it's great. Be typecast." And then when you get in television, foot, you have to be the go-to person. And yeah. then yeah, and then when you get your foot in the door and everything is good, right? Then you can, right. you know, yeah. Ray's been doing unbelievable stuff. I mean, now he's he's older, so I find that also came uh, this actor who's no longer with us. Um, he he was a big actor uh, from the actor studio he did a lot of films in the 70s and the 80s and he said to me kid don't worry about it he goes when once you get over 45 he says you'll start playing lawyers and you'll start playing on the other side of the law mm-hmm. because when i was younger i always played the perps or the bad per you know and a lot of that was because i was italian obviously mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. because i have light eyes people are thrown and they think either i'm jewish or italian so mm-hmm. I'm actually half Jewish, I tell you, and, and that's true. So I just say, mm-hmm. well, that's fine with me. I don't want to just go and play the gangster, you know, even though I do play them every now and then. Mm-hmm. So I was one of those actors that would argue and fight the, you know, fight mm-hmm. the need mm-hmm. to be viewed that way. Now, right. I'm, now I'm older. It doesn't matter. Right. Although I did change my name <laughs> to Anthony Robert Grasso. Uh, for a long time, it was just Anthony Grasso. If you look at my IMBD, half right. my credits are in. Anthony Grasso. And the reason for that was it, it, it for a very long, I would say since I'm a kid, I've been struggling with the fact that my mom was going to name me Robert. And then I was born on my granddad's birthday. Okay. So she changed it like in the last hour. She told my father, I got I to gotta name him after my dad, you know, but there was an Anthony already from her brother's side. So 
my father said, well, we got to do it. So she said, right. I will do Anthony Robert. So for all my life, I've always said, I wonder if I should have been a Robert. I wonder, you know, and then I mm-hmm. just thought, no, I'm an Anthony. I mean, obviously I was born on his birthday. Mm-hmm. But what I like about it is it took away the vowels. It broke the vowels up. <laughs> I know you're going to laugh. Do you have any advice for me? My vowels, Lisa Marie Francesca Costabile. <laughs> oh, dear God. That but sounds I, actually French almost. You know? I, I embrace it now because. Yeah, but you don't look Italian either, though. You got beautiful light eyes. Oh, that's you know. hilarious. If you, you come, when it. you come out to LA, everybody is definitely not Italian and definitely no. not New York. So no matter how much you say, I'm, I'm not going, I don't want to be a New York Italian. If you, when you, when you come out or you go out, let's say you go to Kansas city or other um, mm-hmm. cities, it's very obvious you're, you're a New Yorker. It's not. Yeah. Even oh no, I was look. in Cali. It's yeah. the way you carry I, yourself. It's the way I lived there in 97. Uh-huh. And everybody knew I was a New Yorker, like in seconds, <laughs> in seconds. I think maybe now it might change a little bit now that right. I have some salt and pepper going on. And, right. But when I was in my like early 30s, late 20s, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what's funny? And it's not just the vowels uh, for the change. I actually, when I look at my name now, I feel it's complete. I don't, I don't know if that makes right. sense Right, so you, if it resonates with I, you... Then. It really did. And I and I just feel like that's who I am. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and I did change my my original name is Lo Grasso. And the reason to take out the low is that it was like Anthony Lo Grasso is like all about the. I remember, was it when I knew you, you were Lo Grasso? I think it was. No, no, it was. I was Grasso. Now I'm Grasso about 27 years. But, okay. Okay. I haven't known my, you that long. Right. No, but you might have seen like bills or something with my name, LaGrasso on it. That's how I know it's a bill. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay. but anything related to acting, it's always been Grasso. And and the reason for that was it was just, it was so many, you know, syllables. Right. And everyone would say LaGrosso, uh-huh. which drove me nuts. I'm like, it's not gross, it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and I would actually have to like remind people. So, you know, I so. wanted to ask you, since I haven't been in New York in a while, and it mm-hmm. seems like, um, how can I ask this question? Um, at the time when I was in New York, um, mm-hmm. it was in the actually the beginning stages, I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, one of the hot techniques was uh, Stanislavski. So that was kind of like the method. And then I felt a little later, it went on to Meisner became the hot thing to be studying. And I studied Meisner for a long time. Um, and it was just one of the most amazing things. It was well definitely a highlight. So what is, that's so a two part question. What is, what mm-hmm. do you agree with that Meisner at that time was pretty popular and now what is popular now? Is it a watered down Meisner? Is it um, a different technique or? I think it depends on the individual. Um, for example, you may get somebody who wants to take a Meisner class but can't do a two-year program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the way to get Meisner correctly is to do the two-year program. It's, mm-hmm. it's designed to take you on this journey mm-hmm. and to break down all these different blocks mm-hmm. and really getting to learn who you are. Um, for me, as a teacher myself, I apply all of my principles from Meisner to Method, and then I also studied in England. I went to England for a whole summer, and I studied yeah. in Oxford. Yeah, And that taught me a whole other branch of acting. 
Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden the language became the most important thing. And I got to tell you that nice. for me, mm-hmm. if I didn't have that, I don't think I would have became an actor. Mm. I mean, a, a teacher. Right. Because it bulbs went off. When I tell you, Lisa and Marie, it bulbs went off like bang. Wow. I was like, holy shit. All this time I'm working my ass off trying to figure that how to get there and just let the words do it. I was like, what? And, and it just got so exciting. Mm-hmm. So I think it's up to the individual, you know, and if you train with me, anyone trains with me, they'll tell you, I never give you a cookie cutter way of work. This it's shouldn't be. As it specifically, should be. Yeah. It's all about you and what I can get you to open. Right. And to understand how to approach the material. That's my job. Right. But, you know, as far as a technique class, I don't give you that. Mm-hmm. You got to at least come with it and I can apply some of those principles. Mm-hmm. That makes any sense. I, no, 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 it does. I do remember being back in the day, like I said, when I was studying and mm-hmm. it was very much, um, if you're Meisner, you're Meisner. It, if you're yeah. Stanislavski or um, uh, Strasbourg, I studied with Strasbourg. And of course, when I studied with Strasbourg and I went to Meisner after, I didn't tell anybody I studied with Strasbourg. It was like my own, like, I'm not telling anybody anything. I don't want to yeah. be kicked out. Very serious, very serious. Oh players, yeah, very serious. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. And and, and you know, I do think, unfortunately, because everything is happening so lickety split these days. Mm-hmm. Back when I was training, we didn't have the internet. Right. Um, yeah. So it's a different way, and I think we do have to adapt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are great schools out there, like the Atlantic Theater Company is wonderful, the Barrow Group, and all these schools that I think are giving you real technique mm-hmm. and and training that you can really apply other schools that are more flashier mm-hmm. i don't want to name names but i taught at a few of them and i actually left because i didn't believe in what they were teaching right i felt it i i, I found it to be more about the money and and the and the glitz of it all of but, course there are many out here there are many oh, fantastic man. So schools many. there are many so many too mm-hmm. many now, the, um, Too many. Um, so what advice would you give to any young actor coming out, either coming to New York or going to L.A., um, as far as studying or what have you? I say to them, get yourself into a really good technique class because technique is reliable. I don't find emotion only a, reliable. And here's what I mean by that. If I'm feeling a little blue in one day mm-hmm. and I have something that I have to get emotionally connected to, it might come easier because I'm feeling that already. Mm-hmm. Now, you take that same guy or that same girl and you are having a great day. It's sunny. Life is good. Money's coming in. It, so you're not going to have that predisposed you know, emotion. So mm-hmm. you have to then start going into your your treasure chest, as I like to call it, and trigger like your like your like your panel, like your your switchboard. Right. And you have to know how to click on that. And this way your body will react and then your emotional life will come alive. That's technique, man. And and that's what I would tell a lot of my young actors who come. Funny enough, when I was teaching at, at colleges, they were all over like 20 to 25. Since I've been on my own now, I have ARG Studios. Uh, my student base is probably, I would say the majority is 28 to 65. Wow. So I have a lot of like 
older actors, seasoned actors, some be, you know, some a little newer at it, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I, I bring a lot of adults into my group. That's great. And funny enough, yeah, it's great. And the last three summers we've been going abroad. Like I, I, saw I have that. this thing. Remember? Yeah, we've been to London and Italy. I think we were there this the year same we were supposed time. to go to Scotland. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I do like, remember that. Yes. Anthony, where yes, are you? Were, I'm in London. Well, I'm you were in France. Paris, I think, like a we week switched. after I was there. <laughs> and then we switched. Yeah. And then you went to Paris yep. and then I was in London. Um, that's fantastic that you got to do that. And of course, Scotland's amazing. Yeah. You know, sadly, this year, though, we yeah. had to postpone it. Um, right. It sucks. But I, there was no way I would take the risk. Uh, plus, the Edinburgh Fringe Fest was canceled. So we were going there a week uh, before. And mm-hmm. we were going to catch like the uh, like two or three days of it, which would that's have been nice. wonderful. Uh huh. Wow, you know? that's great. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was exciting. So that would be my like absolute like one thing I would tell actors they have to do. Right. They would have to get technique. Yeah. What about a university? I mean, some people. I think if I did it over, I would probably have gone to university and maybe. Minor in theater and then major in something else. Um, mm-hmm. For my daughter, she's definitely, no matter what she does, she's going to college. What it, but what right. is your advice or what, what do you say to, you know, younger people who are? Well, I would first say to them, yeah, I would say first you should really look at what kind of environment you want to be around. You want to be in a city mm-hmm. or do you want to be more in like a California where it's mostly driving and mm-hmm. uh, spread out? Uh, I think that's very important for the psyche of the actor, uh, because if you are not a city slicker, I think New York can be really overwhelming. Uh, it's not to say they shouldn't do it. I'm just saying, I, you know, I just think that's there's some great schools like Carnegie Mellon is great. And, um, what else uh, you would have? Um, NYU. You know, NYU Tish. is wonderful. Tish. Yeah, I mean. Th- Rutgers yeah, is still I would okay. say Rutgers is probably one of the better ones still that's more affordable. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's North Carolina has a performing arts. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it depends, you know, it really depends on, on their personality. Like my daughter is definitely a city girl. So she would probably, I think she's looking at Salve, um, Salve Regina in uh, Newport. Yeah. I think she's looking at that. And they have a Florence, uh, I think, no, that's Maris. Maris has a, a, a Florence correspondent. She could do a year there if she wanted. She right. loved Italy. So, but I think as, a, as, you know, for acting, you know, it's do the research, you know, look, really look at the schools. Forget the money. I would say, look at your schools. Juilliard has a wonderful program now. They're really putting out some great acting. Yeah. What should actors look for? Don't they have to have, um, they got to do a monologue, maybe put it on tape. How do they go about? Uh, it's, I think it's contrasting monologues still. Okay. And then there's uh, the whole intro letter. So right. they should be working on that. One of my students just got into NYU. Right. That she studied with me and I, and I did a letter of recommendation. Of course, a letter and then a um, coach. You're going to get an acting coach, I think. Yeah. Think that would now, help. if you can't afford that, because these schools are like 60 and up a year, mm-hmm. you know, you can do it on your own and just take a movement class, a voice class, um, you know, Shakespeare class, and then take a TV camera class and then take your straight technique class. So if you can do that, mm-hmm. you could probably do it at a fraction of the cost, but you have to be really open 
in your schedule. Mm-hmm. See, here's the here's the difference. Most people get caught up in living in the city, so now they have to work X amount of hours in order to survive. Right. Right. So then it only leaves them maybe one night a week, which is not enough. No. It was very hard so, when I was in the program. At, um, it's tough. It was the Meisner program. Yeah, you, you had to eat and breathe that. Yeah. You know, I think we got to eat and breathe it three days a yeah. week, three hours a week, plus outside mm-hmm. of class. And there were no excuses. Mm-hmm. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't, um, you couldn't miss. But um, um, so I want to ask you, I don't know, yeah. um, as far as auditioning, right? Why don't you tell the audience mm-hmm. like how it would work for someone to audition? Um, what is your process to audition? Well, when you first get your email, because years ago you get a call. They don't even do that anymore. <laughs> you get an email. Yeah. And it says you have an appointment, and then there are sides attached. And you print out your sides immediately. That's the first thing I do. Mm-hmm. And I write on the back of my sides where I'm going, so I don't have to look for it. I then scan the whole scene and see how I can scaffold it in terms of how do I break this down so I can make it mine. Mm-hmm. I look for what the writer puts on the page in order to see the clues that he he needs and helps me make my choice. And then I'll think about what I'm going to wear, what I'm going to look like. Is this guy more white collar? Is he more blue collar? And then I start to get things prepared mentally and then I pull them out. So I always try to do things ahead of time and then I even map out how I'm going to get there. Because in New York, we don't have cars. So it's all public transportation and you got to get you know where you got to be. Right. And one thing I've learned over the years is that if you can take away the stress level of what are you going to wear? How are you going to get there? You know, you've never been to that part of Brooklyn. You know, just really do your homework ahead of time. And the more you can clear that out, then learn your lines, then learn them. And here's what I tell my students. Can you do it 90% off book? Of course you can. But it's getting so hard to walk in these auditions even get an appointment yeah that when you do go in i would say if they're only bringing 10 people for that role if it's a a co-star or even a guest star for that matter maybe a little bit more than that i'd say be as prepared as you can just because it's going to help you Mm -hmm. keep the script in your hand or put it you know on you but you know i i tell people man you know your whole audition uh stocks go up i call them stocks for example, if you come in with 100% stocks because, A, you've been called in, so ch- chances are they like you for the role. Uh, I would say most, you know, you're coming in because they think you can play. Right. So you walk in with 100% stocks. Now, how do you leave is different. Are you interpreting the material? Are you bringing all of yourself? For example, I have friends who I go up against, and one of them is kind of like a Bruno Kirby, for example, you know. And it has a little bit of a nasalness in his voice. And he's very Italian and he's wonderful. He's a great actor. He's been on every, every show. And I tell people, if I try to do that, he'll always win because he's more authentic. But if I bring what I do and my charisma to it, then if they want that, you'll get it. So one of the things that I teach my students is you honor yourself and you honor the text. Very important. If you do those two things. That's great advice. Yeah, because it's hard. You now, know? the technical part of it, see, here in L.A., you have to be mm-hmm. off book. Yeah, I would say. Off well, book. It's very different. Yeah. See, when I came here, when I first came here, I wanted to do be, be an actor, and I was acting and all that. Right. 
And I was, because I remember in Meisner, they're like, don't memorize the lines because you'll be stuck there. You can, And you come here. Right, which is have, not true. You have to be off book, okay? Right. So right. when my daughter on, you know, like a Thursday gets eight pages of dialogue to be taped and sent in by 10 o'clock the next day, they mean mm-hmm. memorize those eight pages of dialogue, which is insane because right. you're thinking pilots, pilots, they could be reading three or four scripts a week and memorizing. So what is it like? Is it still like that in New York? What is the difference? Uh, I would say the times that I know that I've booked or that I felt like I really dropped in mm-hmm. and left myself in the room is when I was off book. And I think there's just an ownership that comes with it. And I think if you're in L.A., being that the whole, you know, state of Los Angeles and and the whole town of Los Angeles, everyone's basically in the arts. You know, either they're a producer, they're writing or they're actors. So your your competition, your competition is is way steeper, way steeper. I mean, think about it where you live. I would say the most amazing looking people in the planet flock to LA. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Anthony, I remember being in the, you know, when I was modeling way back when, and I always, the women there are definitely beautiful. I mean, the models go to New York. Oh no, they're gorgeous. Right. So, but but come on, when I went to LA, I remember thinking I'm not a bad looking cat. And and then I show up at a gym (laughs) and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? They're like thoroughbred horses. You know, from bumfuck wherever. And I'm like, of course that makes sense. You know, this planet's huge. You know, one guy's a little bit of sweet and a little bit of this. And yeah, yeah, it's just funny. And I remember just thinking to myself, wow, okay, so this is the the competition. And it's not to say that you have to be a beautiful human. I think beauty comes from within anyway. Right. But I, you know, because television is a very aesthetic, I think, geared medium. Right. More mm-hmm. so than film that, you know, you do have to have certain, you know, the looks could get you in the room. It doesn't mean you're going to get work. You know, I know many, many actors that I've taught that were modely types and and they're still having a hard time. It right. comes down to just having something, that thing that people want to watch is what I tell people. But, yeah, I mean, you know, there's beautiful people in New York, no doubt. Right, right. You know. And now that I'm older, it's so nice. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> exactly. I just got to like still look good, but I don't got to compete with with right. the youth and the and the and the brawn and all that nonsense. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of freeing in a, in a really weird way. I'm actually working more. I tell people this more in my late forties and my fifties than I've ever work before that's what i keep hearing you keep you keep it up you you persevere uh-huh. eventually yeah. people drop out they want to you know move back with their parents and you know wherever ohio yeah. or whatever and mm-hmm. and if you just persevere and and be um loyal that's a key word exactly. you can yeah. you can't burn bridges because it's such a small town no no uh one of the things i've always learned is you know you just don't ever talk smack about anybody you know, mm-hmm. and you know, you just gotta just be like, okay, that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, well, but that's-, that's basically where I'm at. I mean, it's uh, you know, I'm enjoying the balance in life. Mm-hmm. Like I tell, you know, I have a very dear friend for many years. He lives in LA, and I say to him all the time, I said, you know what I've discovered, bro? I said I need 
balance and I need ease. Ease and balance are the two things that will keep you sustained. Look, I'm doing this almost 35 years. Right. So when people ask me, how did you sustain? I tell them, I, I work really hard at the balance. And I've been fortunate enough to find a parallel career that's so in line with what I do. You know, that's great. So I got, I was blessed with that. Yeah. And especially with what's going on, like you said, I mean, things are going to, a lot of things are going to turn to online. We don't know how long we're going to be in lockdown. We don't know. We don't really know know what to expect. And to be. What's it like right now in, in LA? You know, they just opened uh, retail, um, limited, you know, going in. They're probably going to limit how many people. Um, Restaurants are still not open. Um, This, this, you know, L.A., West West Hollywood area, the Valley um, Mm -hmm. is pretty much hot spots. A couple of other places like Encino and Glendale um, seem to be hot spots, but... Um, How's traffic? Is it it's lower? It's better. Since? It's better, and yeah, there's heard, not as um, much smog and smog. I heard the smog for the first time in like the valley. Is, yeah, uh, yeah. So we're lifted. it's it's intense, but we're just you know like I'm like yourself where I'm kind of okay. This is going on. So what are we going to do? Are we going to do some projects and we're going to go yeah. on distant hikes and we're going to cook a lot and have a lot of family yeah. time and, and write. And the family time has been amazing, hasn't it? Though? Yeah. Yeah. So the cooking and the writing and the yeah. um, being creative with my daughter, drawing and painting mm-hmm. and all, cause I also went to art school. So, um, Oh, I didn't know that. That's I what Gemini's that. do. We do. I mean, I've done yeah. everything. I've got our hands directed. in the art. <laughs> yeah. It's all art, art stuff. Right. So, um, so I've told, you know, I tell a lot of people, my clients and what have you, just to, the most important thing is to stay grounded, find your, you know, mm-hmm. your strength from within, because this is how it is and it's not going anywhere. It's going to be a while. Definitely. I think it's going to be a bit, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm trying to, you know, invent this new way of working and thank God I'm fortunate enough to, to have a good base, a student base that, you know, really looks for it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think my favorite thing is when I hear them say, God, this really just made me feel better. You know, I know, connecting, on, even if it's on Zoom, connecting on Zoom and to be able to yeah. work at your craft yeah. and, and and things totally. like that. Yeah, so it's good. Yeah. So it's good. Well, yeah, it's been really, really good. Yeah. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for hanging out with me. It's been Yeah, I enjoyed that. I it know. was nice to catch up. It was I, so nice to catch up. I know. I'll have to check out your more of your website, and we'll have all the information yeah. to check out. Anthony's well, I website. have a film mm-hmm. that I'm directing that my wife wrote. Oh. Um, yeah, she wrote it as a, a film, uh-huh. and then she made it into a one-act play. Wonderful. And we are going back, and we're kind of, kind of tweaking it. She's going to tweak it uh, to be a little bit like the play as well as the film version. Mm-hmm. And we're going to shoot it. We were scheduled to shoot last month. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's really sad that that didn't happen. So we had to bump it. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be done in April. Okay. And so we bumped it to September. The good news is it's a small crew. It's a small cast. So I think we can probably do it if everything is open. Right, right, right. It's going to be shot in Cape May. 
three sisters. It's a wonderful story. Wow, that's great. I'm so excited to congratulations to her. I'm excited for you. Yeah, guys. I'm excited for her and the film and the play got published, which was great into this company's wow uh, year. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Good for her. She's uh, she's coming back swinging. That's important because she took a long hiatus. I don't know if you remember my wife. You know, she stopped acting when we had the kid. Right. It's always tough yeah. for the moms. Let me tell you. <laughs> no doubt, and and I get it, and I do get it, and I and I admire you guys. Um, I really do. But I she's think she's an, back and auditioning, and that's yeah, great. That's yeah, great. she's back. Man, my daughter is still needs her a lot because she goes to a school that's not near. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided to put her into a private school, so it's it's further, and you know, so there's just couple things like that. But other than that, you know, she's, she's busy, you know, she's doing her thing and figuring it out. Yeah. And she also works with me. So it's been nice. Oh, good. My, good. She's that's, my admin lady. <laughs> that's awesome. A, a whole yeah, family affair. You, know, you got to work together, but you know, keep it in the that's, family. That's, that's the secret. Keep yeah. It in the and family. how about your husband? <laughs> Do you guys work together? Well, we're working together right now. He's recording. And, yeah. Um, oh, there that, you are. Well, hello there. <laughs> Anthony, well, you can hear. He can he he can hear you, but he can't. He doesn't have a microphone. Oh, okay. Tell him I said hi. Um, What's his name? His name is Greg. Greg Worth. Greg, I've seen a lot of your photos, and uh, <laughs> and it's been nice to see you guys all looking very happy. And and you, you know, it's just good to have that balance in L.A. I know L.A. can be, you know, difficult because it's so hard to connect. I think right. You really go your way. You know, you really got to make plans. We've always kind of gelled and worked together and he's um encouraged me to start my podcast i was going to start it somebody wanted me to do that too and uh, is it fun are you enjoying that it's fun but thanks Mm -hmm. to greg it's a lot of it's a lot of work and he's very fast at what he does at editing and all that stuff and he's got all the gear and so and where's this going to play you can catch us on apple podcast or anchor yeah, and we have some sponsors oh, okay. now, so that's cool. But Anthony, it's been so great to talk to you, and I can't wait to hear more that's coming out that you're doing in the next coming few months and the project that you're doing with your wife. Well, it's been so great to talk to you, Anthony. Thank it's you so, so much. Great. Yeah. Thank you. And Thanks I'm, for having me. I'm excited to hear about the project you're doing with your wife. Yeah, I'm okay. excited too. Okay. And I'll let you know all about it. Thank you okay. so much. We'll talk soon. Take all right, care. Yeah. Okay. Take care. Okay, bye. bye-bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast feel free to reach out for a reading. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Spiritual Reading. Stop by my website at spiritual-readings.com and I look forward to hearing from you and sharing this journey.